in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end, man. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Venite on page 5. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. 
let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above our gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepare it Come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my words. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do burn in their hearts, for they have none on my ways. Under whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You may be seated. The portion of the Psalter appointed for the morning prayer of the 27th day begins with Psalm 120 found on page 535 of the Book of Common Prayer. We'll say the Psalms in unison, page 535. When I was in trouble, I called upon the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What reward shall be given or done unto thee, thou false tongue, even mighty and sharp arrows with hot burning coals? Woe is me that I am constrained to dwell with Meshech and to have my habitation among the tents of Kedar. My soul hath long dwelt among them that are enemies unto peace. I labor for peace, but when I speak unto them thereof, they make them ready to battle. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. 
My help cometh even from the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, and he that keepeth thee will not sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord himself is thy keeper. The Lord is thy defense upon thy right hand, so that the sun shall not burn thee by day, neither the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Yea, it is even he that shall keep thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, We will go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city, that is, an unity in itself. For thither the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, to testify unto Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there is the seat of judgment, even the seat of the house of David. O oh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls, and plenteousness within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will wish thee prosperity. Yea, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek to do thee good. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, even as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, even so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are utterly despised. Our soul is filled with the scornful reproof of the wealthy and with the despitefulness of the proud. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. If the Lord himself had not been on our side, now may Israel say, If the Lord himself had not been on our side when men rose up against us, they have swallowed us up quick, when they were so wrathfully displeased at us. Yea, the waters had drowned us, and the stream had gone over our souls. The deep waters of the proud had gone even over our soul. But praise be the Lord, who hath not given us over for a prey unto their teeth. Our soul is escaped even as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we are delivered. Our help standeth in the name of the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the book of the prophet Isaiah. 
the vision of Isaiah the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corrupters. They have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Why should ye be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers, devour it in your presence, and it is desolate, as overthrown by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of eagles. When ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me, I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. How is the faithful city become an harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. Thy silver is become dross, thy wine mixed with water. Thy princes are rebellious and companions of thieves. Everyone loveth gifts and followeth after rewards. They judge not the fatherless, neither doth the cause of the widow come unto them. Therefore saith the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will ease me of mine adversaries, and avenge me of mine enemies. And I will turn my hand upon thee, and purely purge away thy dross, and take away all thy tin. And I will restore thy judges.
counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Zion shall be redeemed with judgment, and her converts with righteousness. And the destruction of the transgressors and of the sinners shall be together, and they that forsake the Lord shall be consumed. For they shall be ashamed of the oaks which he hath desired, and he shall be confounded for the gardens that he hath chosen. For he shall be as an oak whose leaf fadeth, and as a garden that hath no water. And the strong shall be as tow, and the maker of it as a spark. And they shall both burn together, and none shall quench them. He read the lesson. Please join me in the Benedictus on page 11 of the book to come prayer. Page 11. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he swear to our forefathers, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And our child shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God. Whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We continue on the bottom of page 12. Please kneel.
the Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save them that rule, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. do thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the salts of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance, to do always what is righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord and giver of life, Receive our prayer for Danielle and for the child she is carrying, that they may safely come to the time of birth, and serving thee in all things, may rejoice in thy tender care. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost, be with us all evermore. Amen. The order of the Holy Communion is found beginning on page 242, the Book of Common Prayer. Page 242. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, 
Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the sins of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Lord, have mercy upon us, and our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labor and do all that thou hast to do. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work. Thou and thy son and thy daughter, thy manservant and thy maidservant, thy cattle and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his servant, nor his maid, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is his. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts to be busy Let us pray. O Lord, our governor, whose glory is in all the world, we commend this nation to thy merciful care, that being guided by thy providence, we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to the President of the United States, and to all in authority, both wisdom and strength, to know and to do thy will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness, and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy fear. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. The God, the Epistle and Gospel, appointed for the first Sunday in Advent, begin on page 49 of the Book of Common Prayer. Page 49. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty, to judge both the quick and dead, we may rise to the life immortal. Through him, 
who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Temple, 
and overthrew the tables of the money changers, and the seats of them that sold doves, and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of bread, but ye have made it a den of thieves. Please join me in the Nicene Creed on page 246. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and descended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets, and I believe one Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please join me in Psalm 125, found on page 270 of the Psalms of David in Meter. Page 270. Oh, 
days of fasting or material abstinence, as appointed by the Book of Common Prayer. Tuesday, it's the Vigil of St. Andrew's Day, which will be Wednesday. St. Andrew's Day, we will have an evening prayer and Holy Communion starting at 5 p.m. to celebrate the Apostle and Martyr. May the words of my mouth meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Advent, the church's season of repentance and preparation, is upon us. As always, though, it is paramount for us to consider for whom or what we are actually preparing for. Today's epistle and gospel readings very much help us in this endeavor. Also, our wonderful collect uh, pulls from that epistle. But the epistle and gospel also reveal that it isn't just focused evil or malice which seduces humanity into some kind of faithless religion, self-centered and unloving hearts. How easy it is to cheer Jesus on as he rides into town, held up and affirmed by the warm press of the crowd. How hard it is to stand by that same Christ as he carries his cross to Calvary, abandoned by the followers who can't stop living in the darkness of their suicidal fear and sin. In that same way, it is pretty easy to celebrate Christmas, right? It's hard to dwell with Christ in this cross-shaped time of 
repentance and preparation. It's very hard. Advent, like so much of the best parts of our inherited tradition, takes seriously the reality of our fallenness. It looks at the actual human record and sees a people who welcome their creator with cheers of Hosanna, only to betray him with wood beams and iron nails when he refused to be the God who our fallen hearts tell us we deserve. The cheers Jesus received when he entered Jerusalem, a city God carved out of the unholy desert and gave to an ungrateful people. Those cheers should be familiar to us, very familiar, because these cheers are the easy praise of those who assume God owes them victory. The cheers of a human race who think God owes them happiness and fulfillment and all the shiny trinkets, much too big for our coffin. Jesus Christ rode into Jerusalem and offered humanity's representative people a kingdom out of this world and a purified religion by which man might live and die and love in union with the man, with the Father, with the Son and the Holy Ghost, in union with the Messiah, who suffered the barbs of our pain of our homicidal. Advent tells us this king who rose from the grave will soon enough be descending upon our tinsel-covered graveyard of a world to establish forever the perfect justice and perfect love we do not deserve or understand, but that love which is our inevitable human justice. We desperately need time. We need Advent to teach us how to live. We need Advent to teach us how to love. For without a doubt, there can be no doubt in our mind, living in Christ's new world of perfect love, perfect justice, is the most difficult part of the Christian life. It doesn't seem like it should be, but it undoubtedly is. But this calling, this calling is what St. Paul returns to again and again and again in the final chapter. Perfect love, perfect justice. The Apostle frames our very understanding of this alien, divine love in an odd way. Right? An analogy connected to It seems odd to us, given the way the world talks about love usually, but the imagery be familiar to the Christian as it's the same imagery Jesus again and again, right? For example, in the parable of the unforgiving servant we just had a few weeks ago, or as we read in St. John's Gospel, Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you, 
that ye love one another, just as I have loved you, ye also are to love one another. By this all people will know you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. St. John chapter 13, verses 34-35. This verse gets run through a lot. People repeat this verse. But the question remains, how does one love anyone as question. What we see here, just as in the parable of the unforgiving servant, we see here evidence of a debt both truly unpayable and yet also in need of daily repayment. Here, and in Romans, the command for Christians to love their neighbors is shown to be a lifelong debt we owe to the God who shows us the love of the cross. That love of the cross is combined and connected, intertwined with a lifelong debt we owe to the divine image being the same loving creator puts into our lives. We rightly consider that the purpose of our continued existence is to prepare for the return of our and the new life his return will establish. That is why we are here, still here, day by day. That we must also see that our sovereign Lord will call on us to show our trust and gratitude through sacrificial love towards others. Take up your cross and follow me. If we are living in the time of blessed preparation, as Advent reminds us, we should be expecting daily God-sent challenges to bind our broken closer and closer to the perfect will of God. That's a glory. These given challenges, these human-shaped calls to holiness and love will come to us wearing the same broken humanity we bore when Christ looked down from the cross and showed us what real love looks like. Christ's follower is called to love in the same way. This is the love, the radical, dangerous love St. Paul is talking This is the love that is saving the world and revealing to us all confusion which there's no exaggeration there's a reason St. Paul spends so much time on this theme the unique and mysterious love of God is saving the world and showing us how to be human we may remember that a key part of Israel's mission to the darkened world was to be Light, revealing a path back to the broken fellowship of the garden at Eden. And to fulfill the God gave his people the law. But of course, the death letter of the law is not able to revive or re recreate the human hearts necessary to follow. This reality leads St. Paul to bewail the fallen state of man 
He writes, What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. We have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. Romans 3, verse 9. But we must remember, this failure of humanity, of both Jew and Greek, but most conspicuously here, the Jew, this failure of humanity to live its purpose, live in the divine order established, that that doesn't surprise God. It isn't as if Israel was somehow plan A. All human failure necessitates a plan B from God. Rather, through Jesus Christ, God the Son comes to our broken creation as an Israelite man to personally fulfill the law and be the life which draws men and women from the nation of the world. It should be clear then that St. Paul is not saying our mother God is the way to somehow earn righteousness, to put God somehow in our debt. Rather, we have been justified by faith in Christ apart from the works of the law. Those of us who are there, those of us who have been called, Live as the Christ-following people who actually can accomplish what the law itself never could do. Through the unmerited gift of God's grace, we are now finally in a position to follow the law. For now, obviously, we have John's first epistle, but always strive for the perfect love will be ours in the new heaven and new earth. The struggle is worth it. We are the recipients of God's righteousness through faith in the blood of Christ, through our trust that our justified penalty has been pardoned and forgiven by the Hold on to that. We can earn it. We are sad, smart people who looked up and said, Oh, Christianity seems to be better than Catholic right? until you're Christian. Right? That isn't how it works. It is God's righteousness freely given to us, which saves and renews and resurrects. This love we are called to, then, the love that all Absolutely no sense outside There's simply no way to just love. Because without the moral law and without the God man who fulfilled it, the word love will always be a cruel shadow of the reality all lesser loves point us toward. Any supposed Christian teacher who tells us that we Rather instructs us to just love. Just love. That man would worships a different God. He says, if you love 
we cannot accept a dying world definition of love and replace it with the one God who is love. Can't do it. Anyone who says he commanded the new way to be revealed by Jesus and the apostles he chose is by definition an antichrist who seeks nothing less than to build their little earthly kingdom with the pain and misery of human failure Christ suffered and died to eradicate forever. That's not love. That's evil. The death of love we God and our fellow man is honored to the obedience and trust we give God to the eyes of the world. And this purpose of our lives is of the loving obedience and trust Christ offered. It should be almost impossible in our minds to separate the words love and obedience. Right? The Bible almost always Called to participate no matter strength, weakness, intelligence, or beauty. All children kneel and ask God to use them as part of the world's salvation. All men can love as in this life of true love is to put on the armor is to put on Jesus Christ and wear the righteousness he has given us as the ultimate protection against the forces of darkness assembled all around us we ought to show no mercy while putting down the small temporary desires of all our faults sexual impurity or any of the other fast food substitutes for God's love. Put them all down. We are in turn focus our lives on the prayer, fasting, and charity which train prepares for the daily war we face. It is this which gradually reorients our recreated hearts toward the love which truly saves. It is this life in the life of the disciple, this life of discipline, which makes us ready, loving instruments in the hands of God. St. Paul commands us to put all of our hope for love and joy on Jesus Christ because he knows that our Lord was raised from the dead to the awesome, invincible love of the Trinity. 
I said we should always connect love and obedience. We should also always connect love and resurrection. Love and resurrection. Love and everlasting love. That is what's an offer from our Lord. And if death, and it most surely has, if death has already been defeated by that everlasting divine love, then there is no evil in our lives which will not flee in terror at the sight of this perfect love made concrete and real in our prayer and passion and our charity. Here is the ultimate importance of the penitential season of the church here. Here is why we need Advent actually much more than we need Christmas. Advent calls us to remember the purpose of our lives, to repent and prepare in active, participatory love for the return of our Advent reminds us that salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is far gone. Let us then embrace this season of preparation. And let us pray that our King will soon return. And that he will find us already living in the love which defeats death. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, even so do unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Please join me in hymn 390. Lord. 
We continue on page 250 of the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word, and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and pastors, especially Peter, our bishop ordinary, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with me caught and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those whom in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, especially those for whom our prayers are desired. And we also bless thy holy name, for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. The exhortation is found beginning on page 255. Dearly beloved in the Lord, he that mindeth come to the holy communion of the body and blood of our Savior Christ, must consider how St. Paul exhorteth all persons diligently to prove and examine themselves before they presume to eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Whereas the benefit is great, if with a true penitent heart and lively faith we receive that holy sacrament. For then we spiritually eat the flesh of Christ and drink his blood. Then we dwell in Christ and Christ in us. We are one with Christ and Christ with us. So is the danger great if we receive the same unworthily. For then we are guilty of the body and blood of Christ our Savior. We eat and drink our own condemnation, not considering the Lord's body. We kindle God's wrath against us. We provoke him to plague us with diverse diseases and sundry kinds of death. Judge therefore yourselves, brethren, that ye be not judged by the Lord. Repent you truly for your sins past. Have a lively and steadfast faith in Christ our Savior. Amend your lives and be in perfect charity with all men so shall ye be meet partakers of those holy mysteries. And above all things, ye must give most humble and hearty thanks to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, for the redemption of the world by the death and passion of our Savior Christ, both God and man, who did humble himself, even to the death upon the cross for us miserable sinners, who lay in darkness and the shadow of death, that he might make us the children of God and exalt us to everlasting life. 
And in the end, we should always remember the exceeding great love of our Master and only Savior, Jesus Christ, thus dying for us. And innumerable benefits, which by his precious bloodshedding he hath obtained for us, he hath instituted and ordained holy mysteries as pledges of his love, and for a continual remembrance of his death, to our great and endless comfort. To him, therefore, with the Father and the Holy Ghost, let us give, as we are most bound in continual thanks, submitting ourselves wholly to his holy will and pleasure, and studying to serve him in true holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. Amen. Amen. Ye who do truly and earnestly repent of your sins, and are love and charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Maker of all things, Judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent, and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us, the burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon, and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ said unto all who truly turn to him. Come unto me, all that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here also with St. Paul said, This is a true sin, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Here also with St. John said, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, 
presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there, by his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and an institute, and in his holy gospel, command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, whom the same night that he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. Amen.
We continue with the Lord's Prayer on page 264. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord and Heavenly Father, we thy humble servants entirely desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins, to offer unto thee any sacrifice. Yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, God will towards man. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, 
O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Please join me in hymn four. Oh, he God. 